Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Yeah, hello and welcome to Mojo Sports. This is the Women in League show, episode 12. My name is Dan Frost and as always, I'm supported by the best panel in the business. Uh, Tonight, we're just going to quickly jump into our, well, we're going to jump straight into it. Tash, you know, as we spoke about last week, you know, there's a bit of a, a letdown after the NRL season finishes, but similar to what we spoke about last year, looking ahead to next season, I mean, here at Mojo Sports, we're going to be absolutely flat out. Oh, yeah, Dan, we've got material going week after week after week. We've got some fantastic um, women coming on um, each each week. And next year's such a bumper season. It's just going to be jam-packed. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously there's, uh, you know, there's been a lot of really positive feedback about the show, so we really appreciate um, everyone's support. And, and if you are listening and, and you are, you know, sort of playing – at another club and you would like to be featured on Mojo Sports, please get in contact because we are, you know, we're really enjoying the show and uh, committed to getting around Australia and finding out more about your rugby league club. So please get in touch. All right, guys, well, let's jump into our first segment tonight, The Huddle. And this week we have a very special club coming to us from the New South Wales Harvey Normans Women's Premiership. Leave no regrets out there. That is what a real champion is made of. The Broncos celebrate success once more. New South Wales have won Women's State of Origin. On a great performance by the Australian Gillaroos. Champion teams do this. They find space, they find time. Loved watching her play and I think she'll take her game to another level. Yet another exciting episode of Women in League because this week we have a very special club. We have the Wentworthville Magpies and uh, as always we are, well, we're very, very fortunate to have a special guest. We have co-captain of the club, um, Elise Sola-SSA. Elise, thank you and welcome uh, to Mojo Sports. Yeah, thanks for having me today. Yeah, really excited to have you on board and really excited to dig into, I guess, the season that has just gone by and then also look ahead to the future. Tasha, I'm just going to jump straight to you to start with. I mean, you know, some of the things that we were sort of speaking about off air is just the the junior nursery out in this area and a lot of the talent that this club has. It's uh, it's certainly one to watch in the future. Yeah, for sure. Like Wendy's got a great, it's a great nursery for bringing up both um, young men and young women in, in, into our great game. Um, it's pretty fabulous in the, in the amount of people and the different um, coaching staff and all that, but it has been a little bit rocked more recently with the COVID um, and hopefully they can come through, uh, you know, a little bit stronger next year. Yeah, and, and Lee, straight to you. So tell us a little bit about even yourself. You know, you, you, you mentioned that, you know, for as long as you've been playing rugby league, you, you've been there at the club, but uh, it must mean a lot to you playing in those colours. Yeah, so I started um, in 2018 season um, and, you know, it um, wasn't a successful season for us then, but um, I just really enjoyed the vibe and the culture at the at the club and um, the people there were really supportive. So I, um, I stuck with Wenny. Um, 2019 was a, a really big improvement for us. We got a new coach. Um, we got a few new players. So we were um, we made semifinals that year. And that again, the the vibe was good. The culture was great. Um, we had a really good time. 2020, we had the um, interruption interruption from COVID. 
so we had that short season at the end and um, we didn't do very well in that but we um, we had a lot of fun um, that season we, we drew against the Central Coast Roosters and that was the second last game of the season and we celebrated after that game as if we had won um, the grand final so we were so excited um, and then we just wanted to continue from there from 2020 into 2021 again we had a lot of challenges that we had to face as a team but um yeah, overall, we kept the, the culture and the vibe going. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. And, and I mean, I, I know that everyone's sick of talking about, about COVID and, and, and all of the challenges that we've had over the last couple of years. But, you know, it, it does make such a significant impact on this particular competition. And we'll get into it a little bit more. But I guess the stop and start over the last couple of years does make things just that little bit more challenging. But at least uh, take us back to... I guess, the start of the season. Take us back to pre-season, how the group was kind of feeling and coming together. And, yeah, what, what was the, the feeling like around the club coming into the year? Yeah, um, we started pre-season quite early at the end of last year. Um, and I think it was a lot earlier than than pretty much every club. I think we started three weeks earlier. Um, so we pre-seasoned for about two months at the end of last year and the vibe was good. Um Everyone was uh, getting into the fitness and um, we had the, our new coach, Kevin Chester, who was um, teaching us heaps in that preseason. So we were feeling pretty good um, going into that, that kind of summer break. Um, and then we, um, we did really well in the trials. We came together really well in the preseason trials and we won both our games in that and we were um, really hyped up to start the season. So uh, pre-season was really, really good for us. Yeah, Elise, you, you just mentioned um, Kevin Chester as your, your, your new coach. I know he's a, he's a very special um, bloke. He's um, taken a lot on board. He um, spoke to him a, a few times throughout the season and the amount of time he was putting into you girls and the amount of passion he had for the, the Wente Magpies um, team was outstanding. And I, I believe... Uh, he took on a, a couple of extra roles aside from head coach as the season went on. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, um, he, he actually joined us at the end of 2020. He kind of came in like as a guest coach um, and um, he enjoyed it so much that he um, wanted to take on the head coach role. So um, when we started preseason, we had our manager, we had our trainers and um, we, we had um, our old coach as an assistant coach as well. And then when we started this year, um, they all kind of had a lot of things on their plate, so they couldn't be there as much um, as the team and Kevin would have liked them to be there. Um, so, yeah, Kevin had to take on the the manager role and do all the coaching on his own. So, um, yeah, I felt, I felt for him at times. Um, but he still worked really hard to make sure we had our video sessions ready on the Mondays. Um, so he always spent hours on the Sunday after the games um, just cutting the clips so that they're ready for the Monday training session. And, um, yeah, three days a week of training. All right, guys, well, let's jump into the season because obviously we're going to talk a fair bit about your squad shortly. Um, you know, a lot of talent within the team, a bit of a younger team as well. But, um, you know, at least I guess it didn't exactly go the way you would have planned. Um, you know, the record ended up being 1-10. and 10, But I guess let's jump in to the round one clash against the Mounties because, you know, for those that aren't aware of their club, I think we've recently done an episode with those guys 
I mean, you look at their squad and I can't really identify a weakness, you know, whether it's from the outside backs, the halves, dummy halves. They've got one of the best forward packs in the game. But, you know, you guys must have been pretty proud of, proud of yourselves coming into that first round and giving them everything they could take on the day. Yeah, we, we knew going into that game that it was going to be um, really tough. But what I think, um, especially for the young girls, was that we tried to make sure they weren't too intimidated or um, they weren't feeling, um, yeah, too nervous, just going in there, confident in what they could do in their own abilities um, and then just making sure we worked together as a team against Mounties. So uh, we were really, um, really happy with that. We came out of the preseason trials really happy as well, really confident uh, because we won both games. And then we went into that Mounties game with that same confidence and I thought, um, and even losing by 10 um, was still a win for us. So we were super excited after that game. Well, what is it? What is it about the Mounties for you guys? I mean, you guys obviously put on a really good show in round one and then in round 15, you guys still had a, a really great game against them as well. Like, is this a rivalry or like, what is it about the Mounties that just brings the best out of you guys? Um, I think it's, it's the physicality as well. We always, we, we love a physical game and we know Mounties is going to bring a physical game. Um, and I think that really kind of fires us up, fires us up a bit, I think when we go into those games with Mounties. Yeah, and I guess taking it from there, so, so that was right. So obviously came through with a really strong preseason. Um, you know, the group was intact. We'll talk a little bit about more because, you know, obviously challenges started to happen. But, you know, you, you got hit by a freight train in round three against the Central Coast Roosters, um, and that's that's something that a lot of teams experience this season. That team, um, you know, obviously, uh, you know, do, doing quite well, but... You know, you've got to be really proud of the girls and the way in which they bounce back in round four. I mean, you know, talk to us about, you know, that round four clash against Cabra. You know, uh, I guess, the you know, some of the training that went in, the discussions, you know, some of the things that you were talking about as a captain and also your coach. Because, again, you know, these are the things that, you know, reflecting on the season, you must be pretty proud of to be able to bounce back straight away and get the win. Yeah, so we, we spent um, a bit of time on the Monday session uh, watching the videos where we could improve. Uh, what else we could add to our game. And we also watched videos of um, of Cabra's game so we knew what to expect and um, what we could do just to, to counter their attack or to um, step up in defence. Um, and then we worked really hard on the things that we, we needed to work on from that Central Coast game. Um, and we just we went in there and we implemented everything that we learnt the past, um, I think it was a, yeah, it was just a week break. Yeah, so in that week we uh, worked really hard together, implemented it into the game and came out with the win, which um, also helped us boost our confidence after that Central Coast game, especially with the young girls. Mm. Yeah, and Elise, I noticed that um, you were playing uh, in the second row against the Central Coast Roosters the round before, but then you made a move into the number 13. What facilitated that or what was the reasoning behind that? Um, I think... I am kind of more of a utility player, I suppose. So um, I think our second roller in the Cabramatta game was injured, out with injury. So, um, yeah, Kevy moved me into second row. Uh, and then when she came back, I moved back into lock. Um, yeah, so anytime we kind of um, needed to fill that second row spot, I'd move from lock to second row, really. That's kind of how it went, yeah. Now, Elise, I, I guess every great story comes with, well, a little bit of adversity, and that's what this season was about. It's about adversity, and we're going to talk about 
all the exciting things that are going to be ahead for this for this club. But you know, I, I guess take us behind the scenes because you know some of the injuries. I mean, just looking at the season. I mean, I, I, you know, here at Mojo Sports and all around, as we were watching the season, it just felt like every week there was a handful of girls who were sort of coming down with pretty serious injuries. But talk to us a little bit about your squad because you guys didn't get through unscathed yourselves. You know, you lost a fair few players throughout the season and it, it just makes it very difficult, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. So we, um, um, the winger that we had for um, the preseason trials in our first round, um, she moved to Fiji not long after that. So we had to um, get a new winger in. Um, and then we had... We, we were changing up our halves um, quite a bit. It was the same three halves, but, um, yeah, every game it would be a different combination, um, and that's also because of um, uh, personal things or um, injuries. And um, and then uh, our second rower in the end um, couldn't come back because of injury, so that's why I went into second row for those last few games. Um yeah, it was just it was hard to to you know find out someone's injured, can't make the game, um, can't train or be with us for the rest of the season, and then having to adjust to that, um, and then having to uh, work together in those new combos. So yeah, that's that was really challenging. Yeah, yeah, it, it's just so hard, and, and and a lot of the times, and we we speak about this with a lot of clubs. It's like you never know how good you are as a team until something happens in the season, and. I just feel, and we can talk more about this, but I just feel like with Wenty, you guys never really got that full opportunity to kind of really test what is the what is the full potential of this team. And I think that I think that's season twenty twenty two for you guys. But you know, there were some really promising signs, um, you know, throughout the season. You know, as much as you know, the wins weren't necessarily uh, coming for this club. You guys were certainly competitive week in week out. And a couple of games that I wanted to highlight was. I guess a big rematch uh, in round eight against the Central Coast Roosters. Now, you know, the, I, I guess for those that are for those that are new to the New South Wales competition, I mean, this is this is a powerhouse rugby league club. You talk about, um, you know, them on par with the Mounties in terms of having no real uh, weaknesses across the board um, when it comes to their squad. You know, after the round three loss, talk to us about the preparation coming into the into that game because. Again, you guys went out there and you gave them everything they could handle, and and, and as captain, that's got to make you quite proud. Yeah, um, we so again we prep like we usually do. We had the video session, we we trained um, and tried to improve all the things that uh, we knew we could have improved on from that previous game with them, um, and we just we knew we didn't want to lose like that again. So um, I think having that in our brains as well just made us work um, a lot harder as a team. Um, uh, we just defended better. Uh, I don't think we scored much, but uh, we still, it still felt really, it still felt more connected on the field than it did in that um, previous round with them. So, yeah, I think it was just a mindset thing for that game. We just didn't want to lose like we did in round three. I mean, and you, you gave it to them too, because if you look at the stats from that game, like your kicking metres from that game was double theirs, you know, so that means that... You guys were flowing enough to be able to have some consistency, get some good kicks off, you know, gain some yardage and really put them under pressure. And I think that speaks so highly of you guys as a team coming up against that powerhouse for sure. Yeah. yeah I think just keeping like just I think it was just um, remembering to, to finish our sets um, to get to that kick and to make sure we're putting pressure on them with that kick on the fifth. So I think it was just keeping it simple, 
um, and trying to hit those little goals throughout the game that yeah. kept us in there. And and, mm. I, and I mean, there's going to be burn the tape games with a younger team. You know what I mean? Like there's going to be games where okay, it just happened. You go away, you learn from it. But there's also going to be games that you can sort of go back and and sort of build uh, build upon. And I just feel like. You know, that, that performance against, you know, the very best in the competition just gives you a bit of a glimpse as to what, what the potential is within this football team. Uh, and, and as we sort of work our way through, again, a little bit of a disjointed season still. You know, there were, there were certainly a lot of challenges in 2021. But, I, again, just want to highlight the second last game against the South Sydney Rabbitohs because, you know, there, there, there was a football team that, um, you know, themselves had started to build a lot of momentum. They were playing some great football and, and and again, you guys, you know, fell a little bit short, but certainly that was that was one of your better performances of the year. Yeah, so we we uh, went into that game because uh, and thinking that um, it would be a tough game because uh, I'm not sure. I think Rabbitohs at that point hadn't had a win, um, or they'd had one like us, and um, so we were both going into that game just just wanting that win so bad. Um, we knew it was going to be tough. We knew it was going to be physical, and it was really physical. They were a very physical team, very strong, very solid. Um, yeah, and we just um, we tried really hard. Of course, yeah, we we fell short, but um, yeah, that was that was a that was a tough one. That game, that was physical, and then and even losing that game, thinking that we we probably could have done a, a lot better, um, was tough at the end. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, and it, and it is a little bit tricky when you don't get the two points, when you don't get the result. But um, again, there was still some promising signs there on the day. All right, guys, well, let's jump through now and have a look at, uh, well, let's go through this squad because this is what we are most interested in is because, yes, whilst, you know, there, there wasn't, um, you know, there, there wasn't a lot of wins uh, this season. You know, now it's all about the future for the club. And um, I guess Elise's captain, you know, you've got to feel, you know, pretty excited about some of the younger players within within the group, and there are, there are a few um, highlights there. So, um, Tash, do we want to let, let's let's have a start with uh, Elise? Let's have a start with your outside backs. Um, talk to us a little bit about that group because um, you know it, it was uh, you know it, again it was a difficult season there, but some promising signs within that group. Yeah, uh, that group that group was probably um, younger than uh, than the rest of the team, I think. So we had. Um, uh, most of the season at fullback, we had Katrina Fippen, and she had come up from Division Two. So this was her first year playing um, Harvey Norman, and she she smashed it. She took on everything. She um, she didn't hold back. Um, she played fullback for most of the season, and then Kevin started putting her in at halfback. At oh, sorry, not halfback, hooker, and she even took that right on and. Um, and smash that position. So we we're really um, proud of her progress, and you know she got a signing in the end. So she did, um, she did amazing this season. And then we've got our wingers as well, and uh, we had Regina who sometimes had to slot back into that fullback position, especially when Katrina went into um, hooker. And um, yeah, Regina just took that on. She took everything on. She's young as well, um, and she had previously played at I think um, Brothers before they folded. Um, so, uh, really happy with her progress throughout the season. Um, we had a young girl called Bella Stoney who had moved over from WA to come and play rugby league here in New South Wales. Um, so she hadn't had a lot of experience at all playing, um, at this intensity, I guess, at the level that we're playing at. So she, and she just went in as soon as the coach put her on, she just gave everything a go. She stood up to the tough girls, 
Um, she'd run the ball. She'd run straight into the middle where the forwards are, and she didn't. She didn't care. She just ran straight. And um, yeah, just tried really, really hard. Um, we had uh, Amira and Gilly come in towards the end of the season, um, and they just slotted right in with the rest of the team, which was great. Um, trying to think who else played on our side. We had Alafal Fatu who. Um, who smashed it as well, actually. She, this was her first year playing league in a long time. She's a rugby union player. Um, so she came in and she was um, one of those tough centres that runs hard lines um, and will just try and get through anyone and everybody. So, yeah, outside backs were um, good fun to play with. Yeah, at least you speak so positively about those outside backs, even when you're thinking about them and they go, yeah, like that was her first year. And mm. um, one particular player, your, your fullback, Katrina Fippen, who's who was on debut, I found her outstanding throughout the season. And, and for somebody to come in on debut and, and take, you know, important positions in the spine, such as uh, fullback, and I think you mentioned she filled in at the number nine, and then you had a couple of other debut players around. You mentioned your halfbacks weren't always consistently the same six and the same seven. So how do you see that spine shaping up for next year? Yeah, um, I'm not too sure what we've got going for next year at the moment, but I think um, with Kevin's plan, um, it's looking it's looking really really good with what he he wants to start doing with the team um, and trying to bring in um, more people to help out. So an assistant coach that will help out and um, a manager that um, can also take a bit of the load off him. So I think that would also help him um, move his focus more towards the playing group and, and what else he can bring into that. So I think, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited for what's what Kevin's got in store for us. Yeah. Can I just yeah. mention, sorry, one more player that I forgot and because she will get really mad at me if I don't mention <laughs> her. And that's um, Rima Butler. <laughs> so she was our, our centre um, all year. Uh, she was, she's very solid. She looks like she could play in the middle. I don't know if you guys ever um, noticed her, but she would um, get the ball from our red zone um, to take a run and she would probably run a good 30, 40 metres with about two, three girls on her. So, um, yeah, yeah, I need to mention her. <laughs> no, well, as as analysts, uh, I mean, that, that all sounds, Alice, like the, the, the right ingredients for long-term success. It sounds like your coach is certainly building this the right way with youth, you know what I mean? And, you know, you you, you got you to think about it. You know, the, the, these younger players are coming in. They're, they're, they're trying to learn the game first year. Um, Tash Dace, they're coming up against players who have played this game for years and, and you know, they're, they're, they're competing and uh, at least, like you said, they're, they're giving as good as they got. So, um, no, that's exciting stuff for this uh, for this back line. Yeah, look, Dan, you can hear when Elise was, is talking about her um, outside backs and I've got to say as well, um, when you, you just mentioned um, your centre, I found her quite outstanding, and I'm sorry I didn't remember to mention Rima Butler as well. So shout out to Rima if you're listening. Yeah, as a second rower, you love having her on your outside. Awesome. Yeah. There's nothing better than uh, yards, 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 and them getting you out of trouble and then obviously, um, you know, tormenting the opposition uh, when you get into good ball, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah, she was great at that. And... um, just moving into your forward pack now, like, uh, you know, you've, you've, 
you've had Tana Clark, you know, with you guys for a little while now. And, you know, she's she brings so much of experience being an ex-Jilleroo, ex-Kiwi, ex-NRLW. Like, what was her, um, you know, how did she impart some of her wisdom to some of the forward pack? Yeah, she's, a, she's also really straight up with people. So uh, one way that she does that, yeah, she will just go to you and just tell you straight up um, what she thinks you need to work on. And she did that really well with the younger girls coming through and not in a way where you feel bad about yourself but in a way where she's actually um, teaching you. Um, so it was really great to play alongside her um, in that respect. Um, she also just goes onto the field and she gives everything. So she... She even says it herself that she's not the fittest player in the world, but as soon as, soon as she jumps on that field, there is nothing stopping her. She, oh, she plays as if, it. yeah, she plays oh, as yeah. the fittest person in the world. She's awesome. Yeah, uh, I've played against her for a couple of years in, in Gridiron and she terrified yeah. our league. You know, that, that's how hard-hitting she is. So I imagine I can only imagine what she's like for you guys. She even, um, when she runs the ball, she makes, she makes noises, which is even more intimidating. So true. It intimidates me standing next to her so I can hear the noise and she makes more intense noise when she is more fired up so as soon as she makes those noises I know the person she's running at is in no, okay. it, it's uh, it, it again. So some good combinations there. You've got some um, some good up and coming outside backs. You've got yeah, well, a terrifying lock forward uh, there in the football team. And then and then talk to us a little bit about the halves because um, you know it, it, it's definitely a difficult position, isn't it? Because you know you spend half the game worrying about everyone else trying to organise people, get everyone in the right position, and then having to obviously you know, defend, attack, you know, organise things um, and obviously create opportunities. But, yeah, talk us through your halves. Um, you know, definitely, you know, one of the trickier positions on the football field. Yeah. Um, so we had three three halves that were kind of uh, rotated around throughout the season because one of them might have had personal um, things that they, they couldn't play that week or, yeah. So um, we had T.A. Harpuku who came from – she actually moved over from Melbourne to come and play in the New South Wales comp. Um, and she was awesome. She – um, I felt like she was a really, really good communicator. So um, anytime if I got to play with her um, on on my side, then I just felt really calm because um, she communicated really well um, and I always trusted um, her ability as a half. Um, and then we also had two girls who um, we had Maddie Brown who had come up from Division 2 um, and she also just brought a lot of energy. So she... Um, came on in our first Central Coast game, um, which was the round three game. And um, we seen, I think we felt like really down. And then as soon as Maddie came on, she just lifted the energy. She was just getting right into her tackles. She was communicating. She was talking. So um, what Maddie brought was was a lot of good energy. And then uh, we had Alison Futiello, who's, um, who spent, I think, a couple of seasons playing at in centre um, before she came and played with us this year. Um, and she's just really skillful. So she's got um, – she's just naturally good um, um, and she's got a good game sense. So she's got a good kicking game. She's got a good boot. Um, she's got a good pass on her. She's got, she's got great a great vision. Yeah. Like great, great vision. Like she just sees the field and, like, the breaks that she makes from the line is just, like, so skillful, exactly like you're saying. She's Yeah, she's her running game. Yeah, her running game was really good this season. I think she scored a couple of tries just running the ball herself. Mm. And uh, tell us a little bit about your your co-captain there because, um, again, you talk about difficult positions in the dummy half spot. Well, 
uh, yeah, you, you cop it on both sides, and you certainly got to make all your tackles, and then you, you got your hands on the ball um, pretty much all the time. Um, yeah, talk to us a little bit about your, your co-captain. Yeah, so even um, Haley, having Haley there as well, um, she's a very calming presence. Um, so having her there also helped me stay a bit calm in our games. Um, she's also got quite a bit of experience. Um, she played in the um, the Maori side at the start of the year. So she was actually a lock forward in that game um, against the All-Stars. So she was um, she she came out of that uh, with a whole heap of knowledge, a great experience, and she brought that into um, our games. So, yeah, she she just kind of was a really good settler. Um, and even her passing game, she was um, she had a good passes. It was accurate. It got to where it needed to go. Um, yeah, really, really helped having her next to me in defense as well because yeah. I knew that she had my back. I had her back. So, yeah, yeah great having her there. There's there's nothing better than having someone that you can trust there. Um, certainly when you when you're under the pump and and I guess let let's move through to again your group. I guess Stacey talked about it a little bit more there with, with Tina Clark there. But um, yeah, obviously you know this is your group. This is where you play. I, I'm sure there's uh, I'm sure there's a big group there that you want to sort of talk about. But uh, again, this is probably where you know this comp this competition separates itself. You know you guys really have to get through the tough work because um, just the just the overall physicality of this competition um, you know th- this is where yeah you, you you see a big step up when when you're when you're playing in the in the Harvey Norman's women's Premiership mm. uh, we have um, so we have Marissa there in the middle uh, and she is a powerhouse so she is like a young tainer um, and the way that she, yeah the way that she runs is scary as well so I'm well, that's terrifying. Yeah. That's terrifying. Yeah. So you can imagine having Marissa um, there and Tina on at the same time. Um, and, then, was, yeah, and, then, and then you chuck in Vic Latu in there and you're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not getting up on skate, that's for sure. <laughs> I know. It was, um, yeah, we had an awesome um, forward pack. Um, um, Marissa ran hard. And then when Marissa was fired up, her tackles were damaging. Yeah. Her shoulder is probably made out of steel. I don't know, but it was she was crazy. And we had uh, we had Tara, um, and she she actually drove um, to and from Canberra. So she every training session would leave Canberra uh, early in the Arvo, get to training, finish training, drive back to Canberra. Um, so yeah, she was super committed and she, she rarely missed a training session. Um, that, that, that is, I mean, I, I'm, I mean, I have, we have, um, stumbled across a few players that have had to travel for their gains, but I mean, it, it doesn't stop you from being shocked every time you hear it because it's just, it, it, it takes such an unbelievable toll on your body mentally, physically, but you know, again, you, you talk about being proud of, 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 of the culture and the team that you're building there, that just goes to show, you know, you're building something a little bit special here for someone to want to, you know, commit to doing that. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know how she did it. And then um, she would turn up to game day and it's as if she hadn't traveled three hours no, to that, get there. That, that, that is absolutely incredible. And all right, guys, well, let's, let's have a bit of a, a reflection on, uh, well, we, we, we've wrapped up the 2021 campaign, but now let's look ahead to 2022 um 
Yes, Tash, Stace, we're going we're gonna to start with you guys in terms of your predictions for next season. Tash, going to start with you. Where, where is Wente headed, um, headed into next season? Well, Dan, I can see Wente obviously on the, on the improve. I think um, we were talking to um, Elise earlier and most of your team are quite young. They're under 25. Um, quite a few of them were on debut this year and have played outstanding. And you spoke about um, that spine and getting that spine settled. And I think, you, you know, you've got a smart coach in Kevin Chester, and I think he's he's got a pretty good plan around that spine. You've got exceptionally dedicated forwards. So, you know, I, I see you definitely coming into the into the top eight next year and maybe pushing up seven, six, if I can put it that far. Yeah, nice. Yeah, look, at least I, my, my, my predictions for the team next year is a few things. I think um, there's going to be a lot of clubs that underestimate you guys, which is perfect for your club. You know, I think that's going to be the fuel that you guys need going into next season. I, I think you guys got put through the ringer this year. Everything that could go wrong did go wrong in terms of different different ins and outs. So um, I think you guys have, 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 have had, you've had your turn of that. I think next season there'll be a lot more stability there. And, you know, the thing that I look at is, you know, you've got youth at the right positions. And what we know about young, talented football players is, You've just got to be careful because it doesn't take them very long to figure out this game of rugby league. And if they do, and if you can build a few more combinations, I think you can sort of shock a few people. So, oh, look, I'm with Tash. I see a much improved season from this club next year. And like I said, I think I think you guys are going to be a little bit underestimated next year. And, and uh, I guess what we're going to be really looking forward to is highlighting those key upsets as they occur. Um, Stace, what about yourself? Um, you know, what, what, are, what are you sort of looking forward to coming into 2022 and uh, where are you predicting uh, the season for the Magpies? Yeah, look, I mean, you know, finishing ninth last year is not not ideal, but, um, you know, the tests are going to be there. But because you guys are so young, I think that 2022 is going to be like the start of like a really foundational rebuild. Like I, I think that this is where you guys come together and find your identity and lock in those positions. Um, but you guys just need to keep grinding because you guys are definitely premiership worthy from the talent that's out there um so i'm going to be predicting a solid fifth next year and at least i'm I'm going to go to you because you know as much as we're we're not talking premierships as the captain noting all the talent you've got out there the the junior nursery that you guys have got i i I mean you know your expectations have got to be bigger over the next few years is that is that kind of is that kind of where you guys are at you know in a bit of a rebuild at the moment but over the next few years look out yeah definitely yeah so um, rebuild, yep, is on the cards. Um, and I think you're right with the, with the young girls that we've got. So they're all just kind of getting used to um, the way this competition is. Um, and, yeah, it's only a matter of time before they start building confidence in themselves, um, start developing the skills that they need, and then, yeah, start firing in the next couple of years. And so uh, I am also hoping for top five. That would yeah. be great. And then, and then you've got, you know, the, the, and then, you know, the, these sort of players can, and this playing group can play together for, you know, five, ten years. You know, that that's, I guess, the benefit. You know, it's difficult going through a rebuild, but that's the benefit is you guys can play together for a significant period of time. So I guess look out world, here comes Wenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look out for us, yeah. yeah. I like I like the, uh, that they might underestimate us. That's, that's cool to think about, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. No, and, uh, you know, I, I guess, you know, Tash and we're, we're excited about some of the coaching stuff that's happening out there. And, uh, yeah, there'll be a few things on that whiteboard that I think will get you guys motivated uh, coming into next year. That's for sure. Mm. 
All right, guys, well, let's jump into our final segment for tonight, Rapid Fire. And we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Sincere apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, my boss is singing closing time. Maybe that's what you're doing. Yeah, and this week on Rapid Fire, well, we're looking at the outside back positions and we're, I guess the question I've got for you guys tonight is who is the best winger in the game right now? And I guess there, there's there's no real right answer to this. In fact, it's almost an impossible question, Tash, because there is just so much talent in the game at the moment. But, you know, if, you, if you've got to throw one name out there, um, who is it for you at the moment? Dan, it's quite easy for me. I'm going with the tried and true, the gutsy, the well-experienced Karina Brown. Like, she is outstanding. She's She might not be that big in size, but if you watch her um, from the wing come in and take, uh, you know, the first one or two hit-ups, she's phenomenal at, at how she uses her body and um, her communication from the wing is also outstanding. So, yeah, it was easy for me, Karina Brown. Yeah, and uh, definitely the complete package because you think about her influence off the field as well and the mentoring, the support, uh, the leadership that she provides as well. It's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely something that's pretty special. Look, for me, um, yeah, running my eyes over the competition, Yasmin Meeks obviously is a player that stands out both um, at club level as well as sort of when she plays representative football. Um, you know, you can certainly, you know, pinpoint some of the star players in our game. She's got speed, she's got agility, she's got aggression and physicality. Um, and again, she's going to be in our game for quite a while. So definitely a player that uh, that I would call out at this point in time. Stacey, what about yourself again? It's, it's a, def- a difficult position group to unpack. There's certainly a lot of talent out there. But yeah, have you got a name for us? There's so much talent. It's so hard. I mean, if you're looking, you know, upwards up at the Queensland comp, yep, definitely for Karina Brown, she's up there for sure. But if I want to focus a little bit more on uh, New South Wales, I'm going to go with Jasmine Strange from Central Coast Roosters. I mean, you just can't argue with 11 tries in nine appearances for 2021. Um, And she's just so young and so fast and has so much more growing to do. So she's going to be in the game for a long time. And uh, I think she's probably up there with, you know, some of the best. Yeah, Lisa, what, what about yourself? Uh, I think, you know, it, there's, again, it, it's a difficult position group, but, um, again, it, it, it's, I guess, one of the exciting things for the game is that there is so much talent in this group. Yeah, um, heaps of up and coming, even in the Harvey Norman comp in New South Wales. Like, the the young girls are really giving it to the, to the older, experienced girls, which has been really good. Um, I have to say uh, my first... Favorite winger, as I was saying, yeah, is a is a Queenslander, but I am a New South Wales supporter. Um, but I do love watching Julia Robinson. Um, she's so tough. Um, she's she's gutsy as well, and she's got a really good skill set. I guess, yeah, love watching her play. Yeah, and and that's what we battle with as a panel too, because we're all proud. Uh, you know, <laughs> we, we support New South Wales, but, uh, yeah, we have to give credit where credit's due to some of these Queenslanders because, um, yeah, take your point, uh, definitely, definitely a special group. Yeah, definitely. All right, guys. Well, look, that's all the time we have uh, this week. Just want to thank our amazing guest uh, for, for for coming on the show. Um, you know, it's a uh, you know we, we've had an absolute ball. Uh, you know, working our way through the New South Wales competition, and you know we're going to be keeping a very close eye on on your team uh, moving through to next year. So, Elise, again, thank you very much for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Enjoyed that. Thank you. Oh, excellent, excellent, mm-hmm. excellent. And to our panel, thank you so much for. Uh, 
you know, another great episode, always bringing the heat as we talk all things rugby league. And to our listeners, um, we hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please download the show. Uh, that, that really helps uh, us here at the network. And please find us on social media. We're available on all platforms. Until next week, we'll see you then.